0: What's up Chicago? I'm Erin Allen and this is the rundown.
1: She was a playboy, Bardot, She
0: showed me things. This is Red Wine Supernova by Chapel Roan. It's one of the 14 songs on her debut album, The Rise and Fall of a Midwest Princess. In the world of this record, the Midwest princess is queer and loud and expressing all the feels. Fell in
1: love with the thought of you. Now I'm choked up, face down, burnt
0: out. Chapel Rone is from Missouri, and she didn't really have any queer representation growing up. When someone was out, like in my town, they would constantly get
1: harassed. So I was like, oh, no, that's not me. I'm not part of that.
0: Now she's on tour. And she's looking to spark joy at all her shows, especially for queer folks across the country, which includes exposing people to their city's drag scene. Drag is just inspirational throughout my whole project. So
1: it's very apparent and it would it would be only right to have drag open
0: for me. So in every city, Chapel has invited local drag artists to open for her. And in a time where anti LGBTQ legislation is on 10, that's pretty significant. Now, I don't know as much about Chicago's drag scene as I want to, so I'm talking to Chapel and Chicago's own boy Jay. He's one of the openers for Chapel's Chicago concerts, and his whole vibe is giving. I am known for being the ass of Chicago. We started by talking about queer origin stories. Here's Chapel again. Hi. Didn't really grow up queer, which is like part of a lot
1: of coming to terms with queerness was like a big part of it for me. I think even now, as I you know, go through this tour, I find out more about myself each day and each song.
0: Mm. I want to talk about the song Hot To Go. It's the seventh song on your new album, and it's got very much cheerleader vibes. Um, You actually choreographed a cheer routine that listeners might have seen on TikTok. You're making the queer cheerleader content of your dreams. Is that what this is about for you? Just point blank. Like, I wanted something like the YMCA
1: because I was so jealous that (laughs) I was so jealous. I was like, that song, everyone knows the hand movements. And so I was just like, how can I make a song that everyone in the audience can do? And I was like, oh, we need to spell something. Oh, duh, it needs to be a cheerleading song.
0: (laughs) So that's
1: kind of that's kind of just how that came about. And I, you know, wanted to be a cheerleader, but I didn't think I would fit in so this is kind of me being like oh I am a cheerleader and I do fit in so
0: this is my own cheer song <laughs> that's kind of the vibe I just I love like this this theme of like I'm gonna make music as affirmation for myself <laughs> this it's, it's such a beautiful <laughs> way to use your art and how to create um Boy Jay, we've been talking a little bit about the rise and fall of the Midwest princess, but you are a Midwest mm-hmm. queen. What? <laughs> tell me, tell me, what, what would you talk about? If I were to ask you about your drag origin story, tell me some of the, mm-hmm. the pieces of that that really um, are present for you.
2: Well, I started being a go-go boy. And when I would dance and stuff on the box, people would just like, they would just not even be dancing in the club. They would just look at me. So people would be like, Oh, you're a drag queen. And I'd be like, No, I am not, girl. I'm a hot boy. I do not have time to, to put on my makeup. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, the pandemic happened. And luckily, people that were my friends were all drag queens and show directors and all that stuff. So they would just have um Instagram shows or or Zoom shows. They would be like, Do you want to dance for us? And I was like, Yeah, and just me being me. I didn't want to look like regular go-go boys dancing, so I would like have lights or I would like have like a thought at plan, and it ended up just becoming a performance. So when the world started opening up again, they were like, no, no girl, you're not go-going today. You know, you're going to start um, doing shows and you're going to start being a little show girl. And I was like, okay, and as intimidated I was, I started growing into what is now the image of Boy J. So I don't do traditional drag, you know? Um, my name boy Jay is is very bad. Um, I'm a boy the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's nice I think for other people to realize that drag is this huge spectrum, and I'm just a little itty bitty part of it. That's just full of fabulousness.
0: <laughs> yes, big big fabulous energy. You say a little itty bitty part, big energy. Okay. <laughs>
2: Thank you for the crunch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give me a glimpse into what you're going to be giving during the performance this week. I'm
2: so excited. Um, I've performed for Lollapalooza. I've done Pride in the Park. I've done different kind of like big festivals and stuff. So performing at the House of Blues is just like euphoric for me. I'm super excited. I don't want to give too much away, but... If you ever see a Boy J performance, one thing you have to know is that the razzle-dazzle will be there. Um, The stones, the glamour, the glitz, those are like key elements that is Boy J.
0: Wow, I love it. So one other thing that you're doing for the tour is you're having local drag queens like Boy J open for you in every city on your tour. Why did you choose to do it that way?
1: It's just important to... Incorporate the local queer community, empower the local queer community, because you'd be surprised. A lot of people in the queer community even have never been to a drag show, like or even seen a drag queen or anything like in person. Like it's just like such a lovely way to kind of introduce people to drag in a space where the drag queen is going to be like accepted and loved and praised. I originally got the idea from Orville Peck because he had uh, this drag queen called Meatball open up for him in West Hollywood. And I just, I saw him years and years ago. And I just remember thinking one day when I had a line, I'm going to have drag queens opening Mm. for me in every city. It's very important to me. Drag is very inspirational to my project, how I move, how I dance, what I dress like. And what I sing about.
0: Yeah. Um, you're going after your Chicago show to Nashville. Um, you've also got shows in Texas and Florida. And basically, you're performing in some states with legislation and bans that target drag performers, target LGBTQ communities in general. Those shows haven't happened yet, but what are you hoping the communities that go to see you? Um, in those states get out of the show.
1: I just hope it gives them a little peace for a couple hours just knowing that they are encouraged to dress up however they want, encouraged to bring whoever they want and whether that's someone they're dating or... I just know that a lot of times, especially being from Midwest, is you don't get to be whoever you want to be and like hold hands with whoever you want to hold hands with and... They can be whoever they want to be at my shows. Yeah. And
0: because I know that's what I really needed growing up was just some sort of relief. Yeah. Create the spaces that you want to see. Right. Write the book that you want to read. You know, create the spaces that you want to be in. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's yeah. really beautiful. Um, and thank you. <laughs> um. Uh-huh. Boy J, have there been iconic times that you remember growing up or um, in your younger younger adulthood, seeing Mm -hmm. yourself reflected in the mainstream like this?
2: You know, there's this saying that they talk about um, monsters, um, vampires, particularly as we're into the hot October spooky season. Um, They say that like vampires don't have reflection. And you can look at a vampire, put them in front of a mirror, they don't see it. So the quickest way to turn a human into a monster is take away their reflection. Mm. They, they look out and they don't see themselves. They feel isolated. Um, so I thank chapel so much for doing this so that little kids that aren't of age that can't go to drag shows are able to go to her show and identify with her and then identify with the drag queens they see and they feel seen. you know, I feel so great to, when I do drag, I feel like I'm paying homage to my younger self that if I was to see myself now when I was a little kid, I would be so happy.
1: I know you wanted me to stay, but I can't ignore the crazy visions of me in L.A. And I heard that there's a special place where boys
0: and girls can all be queens every
1: single day.
0: Chapel uh, can't let you go without talking about Pink Pony Club. Tell me about some of the clubs or bars that inspired that song.
1: All of West Hollywood, honestly. I was just saying, like, it was the first place I moved when I moved to L.A. Just the heart of West Hollywood, because it's the only place I knew. And I was just shocked at just, like, how many queer people were, like, openly holding hands like I I come from a place where I've never I saw two girls holding hands and kissing one time like once at the mall like never again when I was little and like I was just in shock like oh my god this isn't anything like I was taught it was you know just like I was having a great time and I walked into the gay club at, at the Abbey and it was like my first gay club it felt very spiritual walking mm. into the room. It was like everything was right. And like, it was this wash of like human mm-hmm. feeling. I don't even, like, I guess, yeah, like euphoria. And mm-hmm. I just felt so calm and safe and happy. Like how I was, I thought I was supposed to feel like in church. And I was like, this is spiritual. And I have to write about being a dancer because i want to be a dancer really bad so that's what i wrote about pink pony club but i didn't uh, end up doing being a dancer because i couldn't get a job there but i ended up working (laughs) at a donut shop but i (laughs) but i was (laughs) i just wrote pink pony club right after that because i was like oh my god i'm obsessed with this
0: Boy J, you are our local drag scene expert in this conversation. If there are any folks listening who want to see more drag shows, shout out some of your top recommendations. Where to go?
2: Oh, Lovely. Well, I actually am one of the main cast members of this amazing brunch that happens every Sunday at the river. The river is a great place to come and see great drag. Excellent. The venue is in Sheffield, um, right off of Diversity. Um, Boys Town is an amazing open space. You can go to all clubs. Oh my gosh, every day of the week, there's a drag show. On Thursdays is my favorite day to go out and sidetrack. They do a pop night where they play pop music and then there's drag. I like to think of Chicago as the headquarters of drag. Mm. We have Tinderoni. we have... Travis Fero, you want to see AFAB Queens. We have beautiful women like Ramona Slick and Angelica Grace. And if you want to see, it's just a, a, a plethora of drag. If you are new to the scene and you want to see drag, Chicago is where you go. You, you can't go
0: wrong. All right. No excuse. Mm-hmm. All those people no out there, to Chicago. queer or not, you now you have no excuse not to be at a drag show in the next mm-hmm. few weeks. Um, Chapel, it is not often that we get to just bask in our queer joy, Um, but that's what your concerts are all about. And I wanted to know what is bringing you joy right now.
1: Tour is what's making me happy because when I'm not on tour, I'm doing, you know, online promotion and that just is very... It's very draining and not fulfilling in a human way at all because it's all online. And no matter how much you post or how many times you go live or whatever, like it's just truly never enough. You can never be doing enough. So it's really disheartening. And with tour, it's like I get to walk on stage, have fun with people I've never met, dress up really fun, do my makeup really fun. And when the show is over, I'm enough.
0: Because I did exactly
1: what I was born to do.
0: Wow. That's you're so lucky to have come to that realization at this point, you know, in your life. It's it's such a, a hard thing to learn and understand that like if you're doing what you came here to do, you know, then then that's enough. Boy Jay, how about you? How are you finding joy right now?
2: I relate so much to what Chapel was saying about um just feeling blessed and lucky to be able to do something that I love, to be accepted in a community and do something that, you know, also puts a smile on so many different people's faces. So anytime I get to work, anytime I get to talk about my art, anytime I get to express my art, I'm happy. And anytime I get a big bag of Doritos, I'm
0: happy. (laughs) I
2: love your good nacho cheese, baby.
0: We're going to go out on one more song from the rise and fall of a Midwest princess. Here's Naked in Manhattan.
1: Touch me, baby, but your lips are mine Could go to hell, but we'll probably be fine I know you want it, baby, you can have it Oh, I've never done it, let's make it cinema
0: Chapel Rhone is a singer and songwriter. Chapel, thank you. Thank you so much. And Boy J is a Chicago-based drag artist. Thank you, Boy J.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Chapel's album, The Rise and Fall of a Midwest Princess, is out now. She'll be playing at the Chicago House of Blues today and tomorrow. For tickets and other tour info, head to her website, IAmChapelRone.com. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleve for editing the show. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR network. If you love the show, please rate and review us. It helps more people find The Rundown. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later.